especially now that monkeypox is taking over. Hilarious. Monkeypox is back, so we really got to get used to this streaming shit like this. Shout out to uh, my daughter's great grandma. Um, we in the building, man. What's up, everybody? I hope everybody doing good, man. It's nine uh, fifteen here, and um, it's the seventeenth of August. Life is great. I'm thirty eight years old. I've been thirty eight for ten days, and I mean, it's extraordinary. It's been good so far. I have uh, I've came twice today manually. Amen. Shout out to the game. You know what I'm saying? And that amen came from the deacon, the good deacon. Kick. I'm sorry, the good deacon, clever the great. What's up, bro? My name is Desmond. You know, that's cool. Damn. I mean, is this a for real thing or are you just playing with me? I'm just talking shit. Oh, okay. It don't matter. I didn't know what you was uh what you really was on, nigga. Because if you you know how it is, I don't want to fuck up your, you know, I guess your bread. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. How you been though? I mean, I've been good, bro. Life is good. I can't complain, man. Like, everything is good. Everybody healthy, everybody happy. I got money in my pocket in both of my accounts. Not a lot, but enough. You know what I'm saying? I can go to Manhattan Chicken whenever I want. Grab me a little 10-piece, fry hard with the wings. That's the little things. That's all it is, and I don't think we appreciate it as much, dog. Like, mm-hmm. when last time you had some good-ass chicken wings? Uh, good-ass chicken wings? Club. That ain't from the crib? Um... Yeah, like, just you just pulled up to Okay, not, I ain't going to say that. Not even the wind last time. What's the best place you've ever had wings? Like, in your head, like, nigga, if I'm going to get some wings from somewhere, I go out my way to go get deep. I fuck with Sweetwater. I fuck with Sweetwater. They cool. You really like Sweetwater? Or you just that's one of them things that you just like everybody said. No, I fuck with I fuck with Sweetwater. Other than that, I really don't eat chicken out like that. Oh, Dad, um, Ponderosa used to slap back in the day. What's up, Mike Ball? That's hard body. I didn't even think about that. Ponderosa. Oh, people forget. Okay, so I don't know if, if Ponderosa is a regional thing, but Ponderosa is a place where they had like a buffet going there, but they had the coldest wings. Like they was like the first place to be like you can get some shit to go. Like I ain't never know no buffets to be like you can come buy some shit to go. Mm-hmm. Like they was like, and I don't think no more about the roses around. No, there's not. It's not. But it was perfect back in the day. You had a lazy ass mom or aunt, and you had an open house. She'd just go get the chicken. Like, I'm gonna just go to Ponderosa and get some wings for oh, y'all. Bro, Ponderosa sponsored a lot of food at baby showers in the past. Like, Thanks. you know what I'm saying? Early 90s and all that. Like I, Ponderosa was uh the the buffet that when you was on Underground Railroad, you stopped at on your way up here. Like the slaves was like, bro, we on our way back up north. Stop it. That's Kari Fraser over Stop there, it. the historian. <laughs> Kari. What do you mean I'm lying? Nigga, Ponderosa was the name of a slave. That was one of the slaves who, who handled catering on the Underground Railroad. Nigga, I looked this no, up. No, not at all. Where did they get their wings from then, Kari? That's what I'm saying. They smoked no goddamn Ponderosa. They did. Nigga, when the slaves were coming from the South, Harriet Tubman was like, Ponderosa, if you're going to come out here, you got, to, you got to cater the food. That was the whole reason Ponderosa. Ponderosa was a house nigga. And he no. snuck out the house with some wings and brought them on the first trip, the first voyage of the Underground Railroad, and fried them wings up. And that's how he moved up to the north, and he opened up a franchise, and the white man took no, it from No, no. And then every Ponderosa, they had the North Star in, on the ceiling. Yes. Ponderosa. Hilarious. See, niggas Hilarious. don't want to talk Niggas don't want talk history. Hilarious. Niggas don't want to kick history that. with you. No. It's, no. it's no relationship between the two. It actually ain't surprising. Like, people think that the... The what's the name? The colonel from KFC kind of goes to like some plantation shit. That's not either. Oh, that ain't true. Nobody. He didn't steal the recipe from somebody. Okay, he, he probably he, did. he did not make it. But I'm saying like it. It was he wasn't honoring the legacy of a plantation owner in his attire and stuff like that. The colonel. That, he was, was, that wasn't slave master gear he had on. That was he, slave he master kind of racist. Nigga, that was racist. okay. Look, the gear, but what I'm saying is it's some Kentucky shit. And Kentucky, you know, they had know, slaves the down there. Clan. But what I'm saying is, and they put T Grizzly in jail. <laughs> in his story, 
it was nothing to do with some slave master shit. It just was that was the get up that he thought he could stand out to sell his chicken. That yes, that recipe he definitely did take the recipe. He commandeered that from someone else. You cooning right now, my nigga. Yeah, no matter what you're doing, you shucking and jabbing like, no, that ain't why he wore that suit. That nigga wore that suit because he owned slaves, nigga. The colonel owned slaves, nigga. You're not gonna, you're not gonna make me think nothing different, nigga. I seen the Django, nigga. When he first went over there to that slave plantation, that nigga was dressed like Colonel Sanders, bro. There's no way. And if EJ was here, he could pull the screen up so we can get a look at what Colonel Sanders dressed like. But we don't want Kari to do too much because Kari gonna fuck something up. We got like four. I we got four tabs pulled up. It's a lot going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, it's a there. lot happening right here, right now. It's a fly in the building. I'm trying not to swat at it when I'm on the screen, but it's just it's fucking with me. But uh, we gonna talk about ego in a minute, man. It's a conversation that I want to have, man. Because I mean, I don't know. I don't know how y'all feel about ego. I don't know how much uh, control you think you have over your ego. I know I battle with my shit daily. I, I think I come off. I, I think I'm a humble motherfucker. I, I don't like. I don't like a lot of attention, even though I do comedy. I kind of tell myself I be on some chill shit. I have three outfits. Like I think a nigga who does that, you seen this shirt a lot. And I think if somebody who do that, I assume ego wouldn't be a big deal to me. But maybe I exude my ego in other ways. Like I don't know. Like do you battle with ego sometimes? Clever. Um, ego, would you consider pride ego? Like having a lot of pride? Cardi, is that a difference? <clears throat> explain yeah, I, what explain what ego is too. I'm I'm about to give you guys like the clinical oh, definition. Okay. Um, I don't know if y'all took psychology uh and technically the whole concept of ego from Sigmund Freud. It's like you got your ego, your, your id, id, and your super ego. Mm -hmm. So, like technically, like all of the all of the differences make up what ego is. And we're going to break this down. So I think that pride can go into it. But I also think that, um, you know, it's like you got the real definition. Then you got like how society embraces the definition. But based on how society embraces the definition, I think that having an ego and having that confidence, uh, it, it can be helpful and mm -hmm. it can be hurtful. Like it, like most things in life, like it's a little bit of both. I think pride can definitely come before the fall, as they say, because if you got too much pride, you can be blindsided by someone that can exploit the fact that they know that your pride would trigger you. I think that happens often. Like, I mean, even right now, as we're looking on like a, you know, me and basketball on the NBA level, mm -hmm. some of these reports coming out about Kevin Durant, you can see it's triggering his pride. Kevin Durant is obviously very prideful and got a lot of insecurities just with all them ghost accounts and all this extra stuff. So like them sniping at his pride is going to impact something in his business most definitely okay. right so this you say pride is a thing that you you most i i don't know i think it's something about being self-entitled i don't know if that goes into ego but i feel like if you're too self-centered and it's all about you 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 and everything that happens has to be like they did that to affect me you know what i'm saying like like if somebody like i i make it a point that if somebody drives in front of me and cut me off in my head i always say something snarky in my head like oh your car fast as hell bitch like in my head like right. they can hear it, but in my head it's my ego in my mind being like i'm mad because this motherfucker cut me off and it's like i don't know maybe that motherfucker just he drive okay let's say he's driving stupid and i wish bad shit on him and i gotta stop doing that but let's just assume that this motherfucker really got somewhere to go maybe it's an emergency right i have to take myself out of it i don't know if that has a definition of ego but you can pull that back up and i read it but i just want to go into what i feel it is we ain't got going to eat and all that other shit. i don't want to confuse nobody shout out to homer and shout out to uh, ned flanners over there ego uh develops around the age of two and focuses on the reality principle reduces the conflict between it and super ego by implementing 
defense, defense mechanisms. Can we pull up Webster's definition of this? Because Freud uh, also said it was cool to fuck your mama, right? Yeah. He's a wild nigga. Well, yeah. well the, okay, okay, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. wait, wait. He pull said up that it is... Freud said that it's uh, um, like subconsciously the the attraction to the mother is what exists. So it's like you know, people kind of like synthesize that down. I get it. I said that you for jokes though. But pull up the definition of ego, like just the like the okay. Webster's definition of because I think the clinical shit, like ain't none of us going to school for psychology. Um, the reason yeah. I said this is because I got. I mean, it's a comedian that kind of feels a way about me, and I think it's because. I might have bruised his ego a little bit with the conversation. I wish I didn't say he. I could have kept it more gender fluid. That way nobody could know who this person is. But he. There's a lot of male comedians here. It is. But then, you know, once I get into it, I, I try to keep it cool. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want too many motherfuckers to be like, oh, I'm taking shots. I just, I was mad when I first had this, like when it came to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clever. But now it's like I took my time. I took a breath. I chilled. And I was like, I'm just going to talk about it on the pod. And I just like, we're going we gonna, we gonna to attack ego. Cause I think that's something we should be able to push down as men, as people, as, as men and women. Like you know, what I'm saying, and like you said, it's attached to insecurity. And I think a lot of times we be scared to admit that we have insecurities. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here, what we got here? That's right. ego. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, that's the first one up top, right? Uh, the self, especially as contrast with another self or the world, egotism, sense, self-esteem. Boy, I wish I had a fly swat. I killed this pussy ass thing here. Um, that didn't help either. Um, an example of ego is the way you look at yourself. And okay, okay, I like that. The example of ego is thinking you are the smartest person on earth relating to self. Uh, the most central part of the mind which meditates with one's surrounding. So, yeah, okay. So this is what I think it is, and this is how I break it down. I had a and I, I talked to Curry about this not too long ago. This guy just booked me for a show. It's the difference between ego and self-worth, I believe. It is, yes, yes. Um, and um and, and and all of that, I believe, because this dude tried to book me for a show. And then I'm going to get into the, the, the meat of what I want to talk about. Um, It was a guy who booked me for a show. He's like, what up, Josh? I've been looking for you. I ain't worked with you in a minute, man. You funny as hell. I definitely want you to come do this show I got. And I was like, all right, bet. He's like, what you charging? I told him my price. And he was like, well, damn. He's like, you know what I'm saying? Last time I booked you, man, uh, you did it for like $50. And I ain't did shit for $50 in a very long time. And I was like, well, when was that? He's like, I don't know, man. You did my uh my dad's 60th birthday party. I was like, oh, how old is your daddy now? He's like 72. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. My price went up a little bit since uh nigga the late 1800s, my nigga. You right. know what I'm saying? But that ain't me being that's not ego or none of that. That's just knowing your worth and your value. Like, that's business. Yeah, that's just business being like, bro, of course, I'm sure whatever you was making 12 years ago, you're not still making that now. Right. And that's not somebody being like, oh, he ego, he arrogant. It's just like, no. And he actually took it like that. Like, no, I get it. I don't even think he knew about any of the other things that I had popping, like just that I've been on. He just was like, I, you was funny as hell then. And it's like, I'm assuming you better now. So he paid me. But I just wanted to say that because I feel in my head, I could have, if, if me not knowing myself, I could have been like, damn, is my ego telling me that I need to do this for more? And maybe I can do it for less? Or is it just like, no, no, no. What I feel like I'm worth because of the work that I put in. And, um, um, and how much I, you know, care and professionalism I put into what I do. This is my price. If you can't, and then I had to learn to be like, well, if you can't accept it, cool, go ahead. And I'm not gonna feel away about it. That was another thing I had to tell myself. Like if somebody said it was too much, I'd be like, all right, I, I stopped being like, man, fuck that nigga, because I feel like that's an ego thing for me to be like, no. Nah, I mean, if you don't okay. think that's my now, value, cool. Now, definitely that level of it is like, and it's tough because I battle with that because sometimes. That's the chip on my shoulder where I think my ego is triggered. It's like the whole, am I that person that you trying? Like, are you trying me? Yeah. Or is this really like you ain't got it? 
So that's this kind of goes back to remember we had that whole debate about like a person like interacting with you on a business level. And it's like, how should a person conduct themselves when they want to do business? with oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that I know that's one of my <laughs> ego things. But I, I also think in that same space of ego, because of that, that's why I'm going to succeed the way that I succeed, because if I moved in a different way, it wouldn't be the same. I feel like. If I move differently and I and I felt like a person can come at me any old way that they want to come at me, mm -hmm. then now I'm disrespecting myself because I don't even have a standard in which in which I can be dealt with. Okay. And I don't want it to be out there like you dealing with me unprofessionally. So I'm going back to like an older episode where we were spe specifically speaking about like if a person's doing business with me and cussing and just going back and forth, just too casual. It's like deal with me as a professional and let's build more of a personal or casual relationship. Uh -huh. But if you meet me in a business space, deal with me professionally. Don't deal with me casually, because if you deal with me casually and we talking professionalism, uh -huh. I'm gonna feel a certain way about that. That triggers my ego. Clearly, I mean, in the business you in, I mean, you in the, the the dot connector business, bro, where you got your hands in a lot of stuff. I'm sure you run across ego here and there. How do you go about dealing with ego? I think I think we all have triggers. Like at the end of the day, like Kari mentioned, what his trigger is, and we have to realize like what our trigger is. My trigger is me being overall a nice person, right? And so when people I feel like people are like may have an attitude or say something out the way. I'm like, oh, he just nigga think I'm soft. Like uh -huh. he think I'm soft because he I'm a I'm a nice person. I'm nice because I want to be, not because that's my only option. Yeah. So that's that's my issue. Or like you said with the dot connector business, like trying to connect two people or whatever. Mm -hmm. Somebody might not um, answer the phone when you call them, or you know, I don't call you three times. You ain't yeah. hit me up. Like that person may actually be busy though. Yeah. But I'm looking like, oh, this person, if I was Diddy, that person wouldn't have did that. They it's a tricky game. Every time you see somebody swat, take a shot. Yeah, you'd be yeah, fucked up. Yeah, every time you see somebody swat, it seemed like he only find people faces who talk. That's hilarious. It's a fly <laughs> in the building. But uh, yeah, every time you see somebody do like this, just take a shot of whatever you got. If it's water, if it's tequila, if it's whiskey, handle your business. But my man, go ahead. Pissy. Yeah. But um, that's something that I deal with. Like, oh, if it, if it was Diddy, he wouldn't be late to a meeting or this, yeah. this, and that. People don't know what I'm worth or whatever. Fuck all these people. But it's just like, Number one, some people might just be ain't shit people. Maybe if it was Diddy, they wouldn't have been on time. Uh -huh. That's probably why they're not where they need to be at the at the current moment. For so sure. not taking that shit personally. For sure. And that's a funny thing that you say, not taking it personally. I just dropped my seat down because my head was cut off. But you know what I'm saying? We moving and shaking. So, all right, man. I'm going to read this thing here, man, which uh, jumped off this whole, uh, just this whole topic that I wanted to get into. And um, it's, it's so funny, dog, because... On social media, dude, I have kind of like straight. I muted a lot of people on there, bro, because it's a lot of negative shit. And I, and in reality, bro, I don't really give a fuck about a lot of shit that's going on with niggas. You know what I'm saying? And it's just how it is. So I kind of just be on some chill shit. But just to give you context to whatever this is, I had a conversation with a uh, a dude. I ain't gonna call him a comedian because he ain't really one. But I had a conversation with a dude who does comedy every once in a while. That's a little ego. No, it ain't. I just it's just facts. <laughs> I can back it up. It's facts. I mean, just just facts for real, my baby. I mean, uh, like three or four months ago, bro, I had a conversation with this guy, mm -hmm. and um, he called me, and I mean, we was cool for the most part. He would call, he would uh, he would book me, he would call to put me on shows that he would put together, whatever. Hey, Power, what's up, my boy? And um, he would be like, every time he had some, I got this script, bro, and I want you to be in it. It's a buddy cop thing. Everything was me and him and this, that, and the third. We was all right. You know what I'm saying? Cool. I've known him a long time. I've known him a while, even before he started doing comedy, whatever. Well, not before. When I met him, he was 
getting into it. So we had a conversation. He didn't like the way it went. And then four, I mean, everything was cool when we got off the phone. And then four months later, he puts up a status. And I didn't see it because I kind of just took him off my timeline because I didn't want to see it. And um, he ended up putting the status up and I didn't see it. And then Mike Larry, my homeboy, comedian, everybody know, saw it. And I, no, he didn't even see it. The dude texted Mike Larry about it and it made him go look at the status. And then he came and Larry just was like, bro, I didn't want to tell you, but you know, Wooty Wham, he told me. And I was like, what? That's crazy. So then I read it and it made me laugh. And we both had a good laugh on the phone. And then I went in and I started, I went off and did my thing on the phone, but nothing I'm going to do here. So this is basically the status right here. This is what Cuz said. <clears throat> he said about three days ago. You cleared your voice like you was going to read. Um, Cuz said, had, uh, had a Detroit comedian tell me that they would tell people to not book me because he doesn't think I'm funny. Now imagine me as a comedian trying to get the approval of another comedian to keep making people laugh. Dog, get a life. And it's hilarious because... Is that what you said? No, this is what he said. No, I'm based on the conversation. Like he was talking oh. about the conversation y'all had. Okay, yeah. No, no, he was wrong. He was wrong. He was totally wrong about it. The conversation we had was, to make a long story short, uh, we was talking and I was just like, hey, bro, you know, he, you know, he, he doesn't do comedy. Like, for real. He don't come out. He don't go do shows. He puts his own stuff on. And then from time to time, he'll see something like, if I'm doing my birthday party, he's like, hey, bro, can I come do that? And I, I tell him no. And I finally kind of told him while I told him no. I was like, bro, you don't really come out like that. So when I do a show, people paying to see it, I can't just throw you in there. I I, almost, I had to compare it to like, bro, if we on a team together and we hooping, you don't practice, championship game coming, you know, Super Bowl and everybody here, it's like, I ain't finna put you in the game, dog. Like, right. you ain't been preparing even for this moment. But for some reason, you feel like you should be able to get down in this moment, even when you don't have the tools for real. So I was telling him like, bro, he got a bunch of other stuff popping. Like, you know, I mean, like he was doing interviews online and he got like big names on there, bro. Like I was like, hey, and he was like, he got a couple shows and he did. I was like, bro, you really put the work in at this other stuff and you got product. You really do things. Mm -hmm. I was like, you should probably focus on that more than doing stand up. And he was like, no, I really love stand up. I was like, bro, no, you can't because you don't get out and do it. Right. Like and he started telling me all these excuses. And I was like, I'm going to be real with you. That ain't no excuse. If you want to get out, somebody come pick you up. You'll make a friend here between all this stuff. I just told him this is what you want to do. I talked to him in a way that I would talk to somebody. I want somebody to talk to me like, bro, you, hey, that's an excuse. If you really gave a fuck, you'll do what you need to do. And then he was like, well, no, I don't think you're wrong. I was like, bro. Well, if you if if you really this good at comedy, how come I book you? Oh, I ain't out here like that. I don't really be around, but I get booked in Atlanta, and people be booking me in Chicago and Atlanta and, and LA. And I'm like, that's like you telling me, yeah, I get hoes, but I don't get none here. I get them out in Miami, right. you know. It's like nigga, you here 24 seven. How you don't get hoes here? Right. But you getting all the bitches in Buffalo. Right. Hard for me to believe, right? That's funny. It is hilarious. That's why I'm a comedian. I do shit like that. <laughs> so then, not even trying. So then he was just like, man, well, you know, I mean, I'm just, I really do this and. Uh, you know, I mean, just because you don't think he was, I was like, well, bro, I don't really think people booking you because you're not funny. And <clears throat> I even broke it down to be like, bro, I ain't saying you ain't funny because you just ain't. I said, you ain't funny because you don't even do the work. You don't put the work in. I said, you don't even try to be funny. So it's like, how can you, how, how can you sit out here and declare something that you don't even put the work in to be good at? And he took that and I was like, and I, and I basically told him like, and then this is what he said to me. He's like, bro, I can do an hour material right now. I got it in my book. I can do it. And I was like, bro, I barely got an hour. And the only reason I said that is because I just don't be liking my Once I get tired of my material, I don't like it no more. So right. I want to move on. So in my head, I feel like I don't got an hour. I do. And he was just like, well, I write all the time and I got an hour. And I was like, so you can do an hour tomorrow? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever I can do it. I was like, bro, I was like, I'm going to be real with you. If somebody called me and was like, hey, I'm booking such and such for a show to headline. Is can he do it? I was like, I would tell him no. I was like, I would tell him no. 
because you don't have the material to do an hour. That's just me saying you don't have the tools. I'm not I'm not going out and telling people don't book this guy because he ain't funny. I'm saying if somebody called me and said, can he do 30 minutes? I'm like, no, he can't. That's just because they asked me. I wouldn't if I seen a flyer with him on it and I was like, I wouldn't call the people and be like, you know, he can't do an hour. That's just what it is. But if somebody called and asked me, yeah, I'm just going to be because that's my word. I'm going to say what's real. Like, no, nah, cuz can't do it. That's like if a nigga say, hey, can Kari fly a plane? I'll be like, if you let that nigga fly a plane, y'all going to die. You you definitely would be in for a rude awakening. Yeah, nigga. Rude awakening. This nigga can't fly no plane. He can barely walk. I you seen this nigga walking around here going upstairs? <laughs> nigga, fuck y'all up. So they have uh, aviation school at Northwestern. Man, no, <laughs> no uh, not at all. <laughs> people was people was flying, but not that way. Hell right. no, nah, bro. And that's all I'm saying is, and then Cuz done went to the internet and put this up, and I just think it's very female of him. And I think his just I bruised his ego because he would he would be on his Instagram talking about who wasn't funny and who this ain't funny. And then once I told him he wasn't funny, all of a sudden I'm not qualified to tell him he not funny. And it's like, how am I as a comedian? I'm like, I ain't even coming. I'm coming from the perspective of somebody watching you do comedy. And I've been around. I was like, I don't see people laughing like that. Well, bro, you got to see shows that I can show you. I was like, bro, you can probably show me shows. But are you killing my nigga? There you go. Take a shot. Are you killing my nigga? You know what I'm saying? But niggas don't want to have that conversation. His ego wants him to. And the people around him, that's why he posted it. Because the people around him are like, bro, you funny. He hating on you. Nigga, I had no reason to hate on you, bro. Like, you have nothing I want. You know what I'm saying? Me stopping you from doing shows don't stop me from getting shows. I'm mm-hmm. just, I was just being real with somebody and I said to myself that I was not going to give niggas advice no more because niggas don't know how to receive advice because their egos get hurt. Niggas can't take a motherfucker telling them you just not good enough yet. I told that nigga, you don't even put the work in. I really don't think the nigga funny for real at all. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. he got what it takes. And that's just me being real. I, he's never been funny mm-hmm. around me. He's never said, he never even tripped. And failed and was like, oh, that's funny. You should do that on stage for five minutes straight. He's never did nothing funny to me. But I gave him the benefit of the doubt to say, nigga, if you get out more and try, I've seen niggas get funny. He does not come out and come around. But then he'll sit around and let his ego tell him that I'm just hating. And then he went and let his people pat him on the back and say, no, that nigga hating on you. But it's like, nigga, you told me I was one of the funniest niggas that you've ever seen. And that's the niggas on TV and anywhere else. So why would I, the nigga that you feel that way about, hate on you, nigga? Like. I, I think I think that's it. why um your opinion mattered so much to him because he respected what you did in in the lane of comedy. So it's just like I respect this dude. He don't he telling me I can't do it, but I, I got nothing but love and adm- admiration for what he do and mm-hmm. how he do. I wish he could do the same for me, but you got to put the work in. Yeah, and I got love, and this is saying the, the little bit of love that I did have for Cuz made me say this to him because I'm like, if I if I mess with the nigga enough. In my head, it's like, all right, bro, I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure. Yeah, you might as well. Help you like Ethiopia with that uh, that flight hit you on your knee, but um, <laughs> like, and that's what I'm saying. Like the little bit of love that I had for Cuz was like, all right, this is what I'm finna do. All right, uh, if you hear any spraying, um, Kari is over doing whippets. That's when they take the little shit they clean the keyboard when That's what Kari on. He over here getting high off that other shit. Uh, he he's trying to bait this fly over here. But uh, anyway, like I said. I had enough love for him to be like, all right, bro, I'm going to tell you some shit because I want you to win. Focus on these things so you can succeed. Like, as a friend, I would hope anybody would do that for me to be like, hey, bro, this ain't working. Maybe try it this way. He instantly took that as me being like on some hating shit. It's like, nigga, if you took a step back and be like, why would he hate on me? Why would he say this to me, dog? It's like, I don't gain nothing from you by telling you you're not funny. I'm telling you this so you can improve in that area. Or prove you wrong at the end of the day. 
if if you need that to, yeah okay if you need that to motivate you cool do that but it's like nigga you can you become funnier than me i ain't gonna be like damn nigga you was right all i said was do the work I, but this is what's so weird about a lot of other crafts and and, and how things package you know as me and Des can speak as people that book have booked comedians, right. like comedy is such an interesting art form because everybody, like in conversation, we we all say things that make each other laugh. But mm -hmm. the minute you put it in the realm of stand up, that art form is so difficult. Like, I, and I love, uh, I love all, like I love so much about um, comedy in in stand-up comedy but it's very difficult when we think about like the messages being portrayed um how it connects with people mm. like how they walk away with it like when you study most people i just watched this documentary on george carlin and he was doing comedy for like 50 plus years mm -hmm. and he said it took him about 20 years to really find his voice and this is him at like a pinnacle of success you know, most comedians say by year 20, they're really kind of getting in a bag where they got their voice. You still knew. And they not riffing off. Like, whatever your age in comedy, like, you're that year, years old in comedy as you are how long you've been doing it. If you've been doing like five most, years, you're five years in comedy. I most other art forms, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a, and I'm not saying that, you know, if you're a great piano player or a dancer, you know, you get it overnight, but it's different. And people even respect it differently because, you you know, when you see a piano player walk in or a ballet dancer, it's like, wow, this isn't a framework. You see a comedian, they're in multiple places, in multiple stages, uh, you know, doing multiple things. And plus, it looks... A great comedian makes it look so easy. Everybody thinks they can do it. And that's the problem. And that is the tr strangest thing about the art form. So as easy as as easy as Michael Jordan made hooping look, everybody, you wanted to be like Mike, but then once you tried to jump from the free throw line and you failed horribly, mm -hmm. you never tried again. But comedy is like, I've had people walk up to me like, boy, I think I'm going to start doing comedy. And I heard niggas tell me like, bro, you make it look so easy that everybody want to try it. But mm -hmm. But it just goes back to, man, people's ego. Like, I talked to Larry about it. He teaches a class, right, with a bunch of young comedians. So, nigga, these is infants in the game. So, when we tell them something, just because they get the laughs they get early on, they think they are Kevin Hart. They think they Dave Chappelle. They think they are Ellen DeGeneres. And it's like, you do realize you're performing in front of a, a bunch of people that love you and have much love for you as far as the people that's coming to see you. And you you haven't even performed in front of real people yet. So, these people just laughing because they love you and they're going to hold you up. And, and, and the situation he creates puts you in a space where you not going to fail very much. So when you give them any criticism, they, they take it as uh, you hating you hating on them. And, and that's a fucked up thing that we got to get out of, I bro. Think, I think that's more in this generation. Like it's been so many people more so than any other games that I've seen hop out and jump like right to the like, hey, I can do this and I can do that because, yeah, producing your own show is smart. It, but it's like you say, it's feeding the audience differently. You know how much we love Patrice O'Neill. And Patrice O'Neill even used to say, the goal is to get them to be silent and care to enough to listen. Mm -hmm. When I see most young comedians, and some young comedians, you know, they got jokes where mm -hmm. I'm laughing. But they're chasing the laugh so much that they don't even take a step back to niggas pause want, and let it funny. breathe. Niggas want to be famous, dog. 
And that's what it comes down to. Me, I don't give a fuck about the fame. Like, nigga, I just love doing comedy. So I take it differently. Like, even the thing that Cuz said when he said a Detroit comedian, it was almost like he was trying to take a shot at niggas from Detroit. Like, I'm first of all, nigga, I'm from Oak Park. But I take the Detroit moniker on. Like, Detroit comedy, nigga, like, it's one of the hardest places to do comedy. So if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere. But, you know, and then he, you know, I just see little shit that niggas be saying to try to drop his nuts. And it's like, nigga, I get it. You know, you probably, you know, your dick didn't get hard for a while because your ego been hurt. And now you need something to boost you back up. My nigga, it's like, get you a honey pack, nigga, and hit an open mic. Like, nigga, you will figure all that shit out. Like, don't, 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 don't move out here. Like, nigga, this internet game shit. Like, I just thought it was corny. And then the fact that he reached out to Larry for Larry to say something to me was something that a woman would do. Like, would say, would put a status up. And for me to call him like, so what's going on? Like, nigga, I don't care what you think, nigga. Like, I mean, and this ain't need, this is just me talking out loud. Like, bro, like, I truly didn't care. I truly don't care about what cuz is on and what he think about. You know what I'm saying? I know he got a lot of pressure. He come from a family that's very successful. And when you not one of them and they ain't checking for you over there, it's like you got to find a way in. But, I mean, when a nigga across his family, at the end of the day, dog, I know he going to talk crazy about me. So, I don't really think nothing of it. I just think that everybody needs to check their egos in at some point in time, bro, because you're going to crash out and play but, yourself. But I, I got to I gotta flip on devil's advocate here. In this game where you really do got the back against your wall, against the wall, I think y'all are the most naked performers because mm -hmm. really, you know, no matter how famous the comedian is, after about five minutes in a comedy club, it's like, they like make us laugh. You know what I'm saying? When we was out there at the comedy store, we saw like some of the biggest headliners across the country. Yeah. They got like a good grace period of like maybe about two minutes where the crowd was like listening and stuff. But mm -hmm. then after that, it's like, oh, no, nah, you you up here like a new nigga. The guy that we ain't even know who this is. And you're you're selling out, you know what I'm saying? Stadium. That's how comedy work, bro. But that's 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 my thing, man. This shit not easy. And it ain't no easy way. And I mean, you can try to use whatever name or you got to just to, to insulate yourself with people that's gonna boost you up. And those 10, 15 people gonna come to the show, but after a while, when they see that you're terrible, they're gonna stop coming. And then you gotta put the work in, bro. And you just gotta, you gotta comedy constantly knocks you and knocks you down and builds you back up. And niggas don't like that process of the game. Like I used to remember when niggas used to do shows and when they be like, bro, I did good today, so I ain't going up for three weeks. Just because you wanted to ride the wave of doing good. Wow. Like, nigga, you going to go do, nigga, this. We did shows together. You seen niggas not do good. Right. We've seen niggas like, all right, nigga, like this room is hard. Like, nigga, you got to figure it out. And that's what comedy is. And I, and, and I truly believe like niggas feel a way about it, but I'm passionate about this because I really give a fuck about this whole thing. So it's like, if you're not going to do the work and you're going to disrespect the game, like for a nigga to tell me that he can do an hour Nigga, I get that nigga, I get that nigga ten thousand dollars to do an hour. I get that nigga, I get that nigga six months to put his best hour together and go do it. I give him ten thousand dollars. He can't do it. It's not easy, nigga. Everybody can't do that. And he's not one of them niggas. So when he said that to me, I was like, oh, you don't even respect the game, nigga. And I don't I, I don't sacrifice 18 years of the game in this game. So I don't too, I don't take lightly for niggas to just talk like it ain't shit. Like, yeah, nigga, I got an hour right now in my notebook. An hour of what, nigga? This ain't a TED talk. Like when you go up there, are you killing? Are you engaging? Are you interesting? Are people leaving and hanging on to every word? And nigga, do they want to, they can't wait to see you. Do they, do they want to buy everything you selling? Nigga, no. So it's like, nigga, don't tell me you got an hour and then get mad four months later after you, nigga. I remember after we had the conversation, he texted me like, bro, we good. And I remember like, yeah, we good. But then in my head, I'm like, nah, I ain't fucking with you. You don't respect the game. Mm -hmm. And then he texted me on my birthday, which is past happy birthday. 
And I was like, appreciate it. And I left it at that. But I guess he can feel I'm fuck with him. So then he put this status up thinking that that was going to make me respond on there. And then I'm going to respond on my platform and I'm going to talk here because, nigga, I need content and I like to talk. I ain't finna go get on there and talk up under your under there so, nigga, you know, your friends and family can talk all the other shit because I said some hella reckless, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Just because I just felt like it. But I calmed down, bro. But I just I, I respect this shit too much. And I think niggas take comedy too light. Like, I, I agree. And actually, I had this talk with you often. And you, I think, pull punches. Or you don't go all the way there in your mind because yeah, it's like it's a art, it's it's the most disrespected art form, you know. Even as a promoter myself, you know, it's been times you done gave me on stuff, Kool-Aid would gave me on stuff, Coco done gave me on stuff. Definitely foolish, you know what I'm saying? Foolish is like for any any young uh Detroit uh promoter looking to book comedy, engage with foolish. You're gonna learn a lot the hard way, it's not gonna sound pretty. It's not going to be clean, but whatever the fuck he give you, it's going to be some up and down real game. Mm -hmm. You may not want to hear that shit, but it's going to be like, yeah, that was game I needed to hear. Shout out to RJ Leary. He said, fuck that. I want to be famous. I'm tired of eating noodles. That's the funny thing. Trying to be famous, you're going to end up eating noodles. You know. Shout out to my Miss Berkowitz, my fourth grade teacher. She's seen this early. But I think... (laughs) She in there for real? Yeah, she is. I think the the, the thing about like... um, The thing about chasing the chasing the the lat it's just a different type of art form and, and now it's more variations even the whole concept of like you got instagram comedian you got like entertaining people that can host i think like me and des could possibly fall in that space you know what i'm saying but like when you really get into performing a stand-up set and you out there and the whole crowd is looking at you like make me laugh that's a different niggas intimidation think they, niggas think they Dave Chappelle and that's the difference like you said like y'all some inter- y'all some entertaining charismatic niggas y'all can get on the microphone and make a, a room full of people laugh but niggas who do comedy think because they can do that they think they Dave Chappelle it's like nigga I ain't Dave Chappelle I don't hate nowhere and think near think that I'm trying to get as good as Josh can be but it's a lot of niggas out here who think they better than they are and it's like it's okay to be confident and feel you good at something but in reality nigga, well, you gonna spray this motherfucker we need to we need to slide on this nigga. <laughs> i don't see him <laughs> that flyer here hey nigga you he might have prayed for him his family <laughs> sent this flyer over to fuck this podcast here we up. go but here you gonna get go. this message nigga. here we go i, I feel like loaded luck you gonna get this work no nah, man fuck that he gonna get this work <laughs> to fly the friendly skies it's like my 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 neighbor my neighbor has charged it's like the energy has shifted into josh <laughs> no nah, man because i'm just like you know i want you know i mean like, you can't be silly all the time dog but it's just being real like anything you love or give a fuck about don't let nobody disrespect it if you don't sacrifice your whatever like so if you got a bakery you got a bakery company I mean, you 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 have a company. You 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 bake shit for a living, right. and then a the motherfucker act like, nigga, I make some good ass pies. I should bake some shit, and it's like, no, nah, nigga, I really do this. Like, nigga, I have to pay for this. I pay for all the ingredients and all these things, and this, that, and the third. And you think you can just come and start selling pies next door, and then you like, nigga, I got the best pies in the country. It's like, nigga, you ain't put the work in. You ain't bought the inventory. You ain't got the, none of this shit. But people just think they can do something, and like you say, just I don't want to get into that. Now, as far as comedy to be hard, niggas need to just check what they. They egos in, bro, at the door, dog. Like, nigga, a nigga just gave you some advice. Niggas, it's some, like, nigga, like, nigga, I'm just being real. The nigga not funny at all. The nigga terrible. I've seen the nigga do comedy, and I'm like, I've watched him on time and time again, and I'll be like, why do he do this to himself? 
I'm like, why do he do this to himself? Like watching him sit there, like I see him sitting there watching he, I mean, one time he had a girl there and I was looking at her like, damn, you got to go home with this nigga. Like, and I just didn't understand it. Like he would just go up there and go so hard. And then he would talk about who wasn't funny. And it used to bother me. Like, why do you, like, I don't even have that conversation with niggas, dog. Like, but when you start disrespecting comedy, the game, and then like, you kind of disrespected the city when you said a Detroit comedian, if you want to call me that cool, but nigga, regardless of what I am, nigga, you'll never be what I am at this, nigga, just because I sacrifice and I'm never going to stop working. And that's just what it come no. down to. So I would never hate on you, nigga. Do what you're going to do, nigga. I would never tell nobody. I wouldn't go nowhere and actively tell no nigga, hey, don't book this nigga. That's lame. Nigga, I ain't cut like that. So you're a liar, for one. And then you just all around lame nigga who ain't funny, man. So nah. hopefully, and then he, and then under the comments, they said, like, you don't get booked for other stuff. Nigga, what else you want? If you're a comedian, what else do you want to get booked for? Like now all of a sudden it ain't cool to get booked. I'm looking at the comments right here. Shout out to Martez in there. Fuck that one to be famous. Y'all seen all that already. Who we talking about? Huh? We talking about a child of God, my nigga. We ain't gonna do that. Fuck cuz like that. I ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna jump nobody. Look at this Flint nigga ready to jump somebody. <laughs> Flint. So, um, so what's the um the balance between the two? I know um we we all can agree what ego is necessary, right? So mm -hmm. how where how do you know where you're going too far or when you have to check your ego? I, I I wanted to I wanted to tag in on the point that he even gave like when you respect the game and that's tough because that's when really your ego starts coming out because even as a promoter me and Dan's have had this discussion we've booked comedians rappers singers uh pay for people to help with our events and they don't respect what we doing right like what we care about they don't honor it the same and it's tough like me and him have gone back and forth and had those discussions pulling each other off the ledge where it's like one second let me check myself because it's tough because nobody gonna love it like you love whatever it is mm -hmm. you know and i know even in dating and stuff sometimes because it's like i look at some of the stuff that you know who i'm dating to work on and i'll be like eh, why are you even doing that but to but, tap back just what you're saying is it's one thing about the niggas you booking but i'm talking about other promoters that get in the game not respecting what it is you're doing fuck the people you know what i'm saying as far as like okay if you book if you book Angie Martinez to come do some shit, if she don't respect you as a promoter, that's just because she don't respect promoters. But I'm talking about a nigga who acts like they in the same field as you not respecting with the thing you love. That's the difference. Whereas, I guess, and I'm going to speak from this perspective, because I feel like we kind of in the same game. Like, I feel like, in, if anything, we are lifting up and providing the stage, so you should respect it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I guess going back to the Kevin Durant example it's like yo the, the brooklyn nets owner is like yo man how you gonna step to me and tell me who i should hire a fire bro who are you and it's like i'm kevin fucking durant you know what i'm saying so it's like it's a tough zone because in that checking the ego maybe we gotta check our ego all the time because people ain't gonna respect the game the way we respect the game right. and it's certain people i mean you know sports analogies you know like guys like it's just certain people where it's like they take this shit very serious and other people you can tell like they're just not as serious about it you know and you gonna work with them you know they're gonna lollygag they're gonna cut corners they're not gonna like put the focus in and the energy in you know and, and it shows to me when you see the product and then due to their own like cognitive dissonance they still thinking that you know they doing the same job
that boy killer with the cosmic this thisness, nigga, whatever that is. She said the way you uh Riri said the way you described that guy sounds like what I was saying in the beginning. Ego is what you think of yourself, and clearly he thinks he's really funny. So his ego couldn't accept the criticism you gave. No, that's very true. Like, cuz really does think he is one of the uh think you guys give to the game and you know nobody ever really said nothing to him like you know I, maybe that was the first time but again i always say this shit to people i was like bro i'm saying this out of love like it's niggas who i don't fuck with who be running around thinking they the funniest nigga in the world and i'm like cool i let them niggas crash and hit their head everywhere i don't care nothing about that dog like because i don't have that love for you it's like nigga i don't really not to say i don't care about your well-being but it's like it don't have nothing if this nigga just don't do comedy no more, this random nigga I don't know nothing about, then that's just what it is. He don't really respect it. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, uh, I got to put up my phone so you can just leave it over there. I can see it already. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it, it's just like, uh, I, I told, I mean, Kevin, I told a nigga the shit out of love. Like, bro, this is what it is, my nigga. Like, you should focus on this because you really winning over here. Like, focus all your energy over here as opposed to coming over here and giving this half-ass effort that you give me. Like, and, and then that way people ain't got to sit through you up here trying to do this shit no more. Right. Focus where you winning at. Yeah, yeah. So you agree? You agree? The nigga terrible. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but no, the nigga terrible. But it's okay being bad if you're not trying. Nigga, just figure out how to get better. That's all I'm saying. Like I don't think he can, but try. And I told nigga like, come through, bro. Here go these open mics, nigga. I still go to open mics, and not to say that I am somebody that you should try to do shit like. But I give a fuck. And if you care like I do, I promise you, if you try, I'm, I'm seeing niggas who are not the funniest niggas in the world who are getting great opportunities, like nigga. And I, and I think I'm work. I think I worked hard enough to where that's why I'm getting all these opportunities because I put in the work. I don't think right. I'm God's gift to the game. But that's the other thing about this game that's so different than other things. Comedy puts the greatest comedians in the space with everybody else. When Dave Chappelle was working on his special, he in the belly room. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he's not like, and, and for people that don't know, they the don't belly room that. of the comedy store is like the space and place where it was it's not it glamorous. Was a dude with it's a, not glamorous. With a chicken suit trying it, shit on. It's not glamorous. It's a small, ducked off spot. You, the, the last thing you would think about comedy in LA, but that's where you get good at. And that's the thing about comedy is gutter. You, it ain't no, oh, I just do the bright lights in the stage. It's just like, nigga, know to get good at this shit is you gotta get it from the mud. Hold on, my nigga, Ken Thomas. Real quick, Ken Mav just said something, man. Shout out to Ken Mav, man. If y'all ain't seen the gram, y'all need to go see that. That bitch still on um, Tubi. It's a good movie to watch, and then you can play it again and have sex with whoever you fucking, man. It's a good movie to just stop eating pussy Ridiculous. and look up and be like, Ridiculous. that nigga with that hat and goatee funny. Um, <laughs> my man said, Ken said, it was a difference between that Kobe mentality and a Nick Young type of person. I appreciate the advice, Josh. That's what I'm saying. Like, you just got to care. Like, Kobe might be just a little bit overboard, but I don't know. Maybe that is a mentality I have. I just think if you give a fuck about something, you're going to put your all He was it. obsessed with it. Yeah, like, you just love it and you yeah. care about it. And if you, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the energy you put out there, you're going to get back, dog. So I just think niggas is acting like bitches nowadays and women are acting like niggas. And I, I gave that example to Kari when I was talking about how, like, Kim Kardashian and Kanye. Kanye been doing all the talking and the shit that you think a woman would do. And Kim ain't really said shit. Herb Gotti doing all this talking, which what a woman would do about a nigga. And Ashanti ain't said shit. I think the game done flipped, man. I think niggas finna get uteruses out here, I mean, man. I, I don't know if it go that far. But I, I just want to bring that back up. like That's all that, ego, too. You know, that, what that, you that just said with ego. them. They they hurt. Yes, their, Lord. That's their why ego, I brought it up. Their ego was hurt. Let's do journalism, nigga. Let's get into it. Come on. Yeah. I, I, I mean... 
it's one of those things that people gonna deal with. Like even this the Pete Davidson reports, like in and all of this stuff happening with his mental breakdown and all of that stuff, which him just breaking niggas up, down one, you know one by one. It, I mean, he just said you should make the Facebook post public so all the comments come through. And and we went there. We just need him to pull up next week. Yeah, Cardi don't know what he's doing, but look yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, but look, but shout out to Blast Mass, man. Debate, man. I'm undefeated on that show. I'm Floyd Mayweather. I'm never doing it again. It was a great show. I went on there. Y'all should go check that out sometime, man. But see, you just be open to criticism, man, and advice, man. And don't always look at somebody trying to attack you for some some reason, man. If somebody's saying something, especially if they're saying it out of love, like. How do you know. tell the difference between somebody being harsh or somebody like really giving you some game that can really help you? Martez said I'm spitting. I'm so sick Martez didn't come out to the birthday show. Happy birthday too, Tez. Um, you share the same birthday. I think you just take it. I mean, I play sports. Right. So I'm used to being like kind of talked to in a way where it's like you can take it the wrong way if you don't understand that like he's talking to everybody like this. And he and a lot of times I and then nine times out of ten, if he's talking to you like this, he really care about you. Like nigga, a roast, for instance. You don't just roast anybody on the roast. They say you roast the people you look up to and love. Right. Like, I'm talking about the real roast. On like, when they used to sit out at the Friars Club, they was like, mm-hmm. they would roast the people they admired. So nobody roasted, and they, they, nobody roasted somebody they didn't give a fuck about. So that's what I mean. Like, if somebody's giving you some advice, take it as advice until, you know what I'm saying? It's a way of doing it. Like, you can, you can take shit and be like, all right, I think... It's just, I know you can do it. Like, anytime somebody give me some type of, I just take it. It don't matter where somebody is in the game. Like, a new nigga or a motherfucker who's been doing it 40 years, bro. Like, I just take it. I take it as advice, man. I take it. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but. So, in other words, stop being tender dick out here. I mean, I guess, man. I mean, that's what I've been saying, but it's just like. I think, and that's the other thing about this. Like, I think that's somewhat in this generation, though. Like giving people any advice or like people people will take advice or criticism whether constructive or destructive because i agree with you like a lot of times it's been times where it's like damn that shit was raw yeah i didn't expect to get that but then i i sit back i contemplate i don't immediately jump to this person hating mm-hmm. and then even if they are hating they still may be able to give you a hater can give you some game and you know what's so you know? funny comedy is, comedy is like sandpaper anyway when you on stage, if you're not learning from the audience, like nigga, if you say something and it don't work, learn. You have to ask yourself, like, why didn't that work, and how do I make it work? But that just lets you know if, if if a nigga comedy don't change, then he can't take advice because you're not even adjusting on the fly in the game that forces you to adapt. So if you go up there and say something that don't work, what do you lead the stage and say? Oh man, nobody really got off. That crowd wasn't shit, or they laughed a little bit at that, so I ain't bombed, so I can just keep going and keep doing this because I know what I'm saying is funny because my girl laughed at it. Your girl laughed at it because y'all fucking raw. She got to laugh at it. If she don't come home and don't laugh about it, you're going to be mad sitting at the crib crying and not a nigga that she loves has done been broke down. So what I'm saying is if a nigga can't even read the, read the room and be like, all right, I didn't do good. Or look at your set after you, after you blew the room up and be like, how can I make improvements? Then, of course, if somebody come to you and say, hey, bro, you should probably try this and do that. And, hey, bro, don't, don't, don't cuss so much. Or, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? You know, women in the crowd, like, bro, try to do your material. Don't jump right off in the crowd and start roasting people. Like, just, I, I just think, like, I just broke it down, man. I just think that dude is a delusional. And in reality, I wasted my advice. I wasted my words on somebody who won't, won't be doing this in five years. And that's what just kind of, I should have, I should have just really, like, cut the nigga off years ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's and that's what's messed up about it because now in the future, and I'm sure you, 
Dez probably feel this way too. Don't ask me for nothing. You not gonna give the same advice to the next person because you're gonna be thinking like they may take this out of context, and I can't even lay some game on somebody because I already got it right now. I don't now. want it to be like that. I already got it right now. Why? Hold on, let me read this. Tiz just said something real quick. Tiz said most men who have good fathers in their life recognize tough love versus hating way easier than most. Um, ten years ago, I thought I was the funniest cat till I bombed and Martez went up and set the room on fire. All right, right, just okay. Let's give me an example. Okay, I am gonna give advice. Here we go, Kari. Go ahead, ask me, dog, for some advice. <laughs> About new comedy. Com yeah, just any, just whatever. You know what I'm saying? We, I'm we a new a comic. Uh, uh, what? You know, should I? You know, how do I set up telling a story when I when I want to tell some jokes? How do I start getting into storytelling jokes? Just keep doing your thing, my boy. All right, what room should I start hitting when I'm looking for rooms out of town? How do I get booked out of town? Just keep doing your thing, my boy. Shakari be barefooted all the time out here. Just keep doing your thing, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. A nigga can't say shit to me then. A nigga can't be like, man. I just kept doing my thing. Yeah. Just keep doing your thing, bro. Like that's what that's all I got. And then even I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this. You even told me this. And others have told me stories like this too. It's a lot of OGs in the game that didn't even really have a conversation with you for a while until they knew you was really in the game. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they went where you probably felt one way or the other about them. And it's like, damn, why they not even really, you know, connecting or rapping? Because they it's like they don't have a presence of mind to be just taking up space for somebody that may or may not commit to it. Yeah. Then after a while, it's like the OGs build with you differently. It's, go ahead. No, it's, no, go it's ahead. similar like my cousin. He's real big in weight, weightlifting. I've been in the gym a couple of times with him, and he, he's done been in there and been talking like, oh, he's doing that wrong, or this, this, and that, or he's not breathing. Or I'm like, damn, why don't you go tell him that? He was like, no, I'm not. I'm not here with him. I'm not. He, he's like, he's been doing this for years like this. Mm -hmm. People don't know how to take advice when they've been doing stuff. He's got to go back over like a baby and like start with the bar and learn how to breathe every time he lifts the bar and do all that stuff. He said, but no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. He said, but if it's somebody that he see continually coming to the gym, working hard, trying to get better, he is willing to help them. And that's a perfect example, because imagine being in the gym, telling somebody that's trying to throw up. 205 that hey bro you need to start over at the bar his ego gonna tell him no nah, i'm straight nigga i want to do 205 that looks sweeter than me just over there doing the bar even though you're not really doing no real work right but this dude who really know what he's doing is telling you to do your thing but that's when you just walk over to that nigga and be like hey bro keep doing your thing my boy <laughs> and just walk over and do what you've been doing dog like niggas don't the uh niggas just don't niggas don't want advice man so it's like niggas don't niggas want you to pat them on the ass and tell them what they're doing is the right thing and you know, I'm just not gonna have that conversation with niggas no more. I'm not gonna waste, I'm not gonna waste my breath, dog. Because like I said, I've only got angst from it, nigga. And it's like, bro, I don't even want smoke no more. Like it's just, it's just weird to me that I even had to feel a way about that, nigga. Like I, I, just, it made me cringe all over. Like I want to just call it, nigga. I want to say so much, and then it was like, you know, it, the line that Jay Z said, like, you know, what I'm saying, real niggas show love, fake niggas won't be because they realize that's the only way we ever gonna speak. And I don't even quote Jay Z a lot, but that's it. And I want to say this, and then we can do whatever after this. When it comes down to it, nigga, it's the same analogy I always use, nigga. It's uh, 300 when they had all them niggas that came out. You know what I'm saying? This is the reason why niggas don't speak to comedians a lot because they come and go. Niggas come out and it was it was fucking it was 300 motherfuckers from Sparta and it was a thousand weird niggas from wherever place they came from. And they was like, we're going to fight the Persians. The Persians. <laughs> and the nigga was like, what? And they was like. And then the Spartans, just 300 of these animals, monsters, killers, was like, yeah, we're going to fight the Persians. But it's only 300 of y'all. And they was like, 
and they asked the other niggas, it was a thousand. I'm like, all right, what do you do? And one nigga was like, I'm a blacksmith. Another nigga was like, I'm a baker. And then the nigga was like, Spartans, what do you do? And them niggas was like, hur, hur. and that bitch shook. And them niggas was like, we have more soldiers than you do. And they walked off and laughed and walked by them niggas. Them, them Spartan niggas was different, man. They went through, they took over, they killed niggas. And when they took over lands, they fucked people in the ass. Them niggas was real savages, man. Niggas don't know how Spartans got out. That was a fact I didn't need to hear. I'm just telling you what's going on. Keep doing your thing, though, my nigga. He is telling the truth. He is telling the Spartans truth. fuck people up in the ass. But that's scary, though, to think that. That Spartans fuck people in the ass? That, too. That's very scary. But uh, I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> if you, shout out if you, shout out to Coach Izzo. <laughs> no, no. We green and white. No, not those Spartans. We talking about Roman and Greek history, which, I mean, obviously carries on. With not Mateen church, Cleaves, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, not Mateen, not the Flintstones. If you don't think one of the Flintstones <laughs> fucks my in their ass, you're a lie. Here we go. But it's, it's scary to think that, that you can be so close or maybe so far away and somebody can have some information that can change your life, can tell you, nigga, what the four digit is straight, but your ego won't allow you to hear it. Yeah, man. And that's, that's what, scary. and you know, just to bring it back to me, man, I'm glad I got that off my chest. That was the portion of the show, the car with the hoes at and the hoes was on Facebook putting up comments. And with a hoes that has nothing to do with actual women or nothing like that. It's just about whole ass activity, man. Shout out to Fecking Church. But my thing is this, bro. It come down to it come down to shit like this, dog. I just want to check myself. Like I want to make sure me personally, I'm always in check. My ego, even though I might jump out of body, I can always pull myself back in. Like, what you doing? So like, was that ego for you feeling away about what he said? No, because I, I felt more like, nigga, I was coming from a place of love. And then, like, in the conversation, like, nigga, I remember this so crazy, so vividly. I remember talking to him on the phone. I had my car. I went to go to uh, Chipotle. I just got off work because I still work a job because I'm a Detroit comedian. And, um, ego. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, <laughs> I jump in the car, right? And I go to Chipotle, give me some grub. And I'm driving. Nigga called me. We talking. And he was talking. I got a script. And I'm like, all right, bet, bro. Like, just send me the script. And in my head, I'm like, all right, nigga. Because I just, I ain't doing a lot of nigga shit right now because I'm focusing on mine. So then we just start talking. I brought that conversation up. And then I'm just like, well, bro, you know, you know, you ain't really getting booked like that. Well, niggas ain't booking. He just give me every reason why niggas ain't booking him other than him not being funny. And I remember like, bro, and I, I said this to him. I was like, bro, I really, I said I wasn't going to give people advice, bro. And I fucked up and I shouldn't have. And now look at me. Now I'm here arguing with you. No, bro, because I'm just not understanding. I was like, all right, bro, look, I want I, I just want to get off. I'm gonna just get off the phone, bro. So I'm gonna talk to you another time. No, I was like, bro, please let's get off the phone because I don't want to hang up on you. Like ego would have been like, bitch, nigga, fuck you in my mind, bitch, nigga, fuck you, hang up. Like you, you really violate my space and my time by not letting me go. But I'm trying to be respectful and be like, bro, please, let's just get off the phone. And I really feel lame for saying that now, like, bro, please get off the phone. But it was like can we just get off the phone? And then that made me call Larry. And then I told Larry, and I and, and I knew Larry better tell him in a way. I was like, Larry, is cuz funny? And he was like, Well, yeah, dog. You know, um, I mean, yeah, yeah, he cool. You know what I'm saying? He just need to do such, such, such. I was like, but what do that mean that he need to work on such such? Is he funny or not? He's like, Well, I mean he ain't funny. I was like, Yeah, because it's black and white with comedy. You are or you not. And now that's where I think different people got different senses of humor. You don't think that it's certain people that you don't think are funny, but they gather the crowd. And I mean, now we getting into more so from the promoter's lens, which I know as a comedian, it's it's a rift. And not just a comedian, any performer sometimes has rifts with, with promoters because as promoters, we're looking to fill the place and make money. Mm -hmm. You know, I told you the story about 
years ago. Um, you know, back when we used to do so much stuff with uh with all the strip club stuff like 007 and, and the Sting. But one of the biggest nights that I remember I missed out on was this was like one month in the Trinidad James all gold everything being a hot song. And they the said, yo, nigga, they nigga, said nigga, Trinidad nigga. James. They was like Trinidad James wants fifteen thousand dollars, and we got we got four different groups. Everybody, and you can be the you can be the low man in this group. Put up three G's. I was like, man, he got one song. He looked androgynous and weird. Like I don't even know if Detroit people rocking to that. Like Cardi homophobe. I went to uh, <laughs> not at all, nigga, but nigga, uh, nigga. but I went to. But I was thinking like, okay, regular Sting strip club. I mean, it's not like we doing a party with Lil Wayne or something, mm -hmm. which, you know, I guess you could argue that too. But it's like, I don't see giving him $15,000 and he'd only really been an uh, artist for like one month. Yeah. That that may have been like, they were charging $150 to get in the club at 11.15. And I was like, damn, I messed up. Okay. Yeah. Now, with that, him as like at that point with a limited catalog, one song. I'm like, he gonna do the same song four times or something. Run that bitch back. They ran it back three times that night, and it went like it. It was a successful promotion. So as promoters, it worked, mm -hmm. even though it was other artists that were like, to me, bigger names, more talented, should have been booked. But from the promoter lens, he was booked. I think in y'all game of comedy now, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and we've seen it. Like, if a celebrity step out and say they want to be a comedian right now, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, man, we can book, I don't know, anybody. LeBron James doing the comedy tour now yeah. that he done retired. And he would may end up on stage with Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. And promoters will book LeBron James to do comedy. Oh, I did. T.I. Promoters will book, period. Like, the biggest venues. Because from a promoter's lens, it's like they putting the butts in the seats. So what you saying? And T.I. gonna be thinking he's funny. So what I'm trying to say is this. But this is what you did. You went, you, hold on, no, no. Because you went off. You went on some promoter shit. I get it. If a nigga book a celebrity, and that's a celebrity. But now you get to the saying to me as far as like, okay, maybe hit my sense of humor. Maybe I don't fuck with his sense of humor. It's like, no, I can appreciate, nigga, I can watch somebody be on stage and not laugh and be like, oh, I understand why that's funny. Okay. Mm -hmm. This human being has no humor inside of him. And I think so. That's all I'm saying. So it's like, I'm not looking at him like, oh, I don't like his comedy. It's like I've seen him perform in the places where he's supposed to get off at mm -hmm. and he don't get off. It's like you don't have the tools to do the thing. So it's not like I don't like his comedy. It's niggas comedy. I don't fuck with that. I'm like, yeah, you can do that for an hour. And it's an audience that I fuck with him. This man has, well, this nigga, I mean, he puts the whole shit. So this man has nothing to go on stage and do for anybody that's going to be like, I want to see that again. That's what I'm saying. And by you saying like funny, uh, funny is funny, right? Yeah. And I know Kari say it's subjective, but I think I cater it to like basketball, right? If a nigga just saying, I can dunk, I can dunk. But if nobody's seen you dunk, like it's kind of hard for you to say you're the best dunker in the world. Yes, sir. No, that's perfect. I mean, that's 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 a very good. That's a perfect way to put it. It's like, so you, you don't think it's no. You don't think the subjectivity in it I plays a role. The you subjectivity, gotta like, subjectivity. Say that one. Break that down. What you mean by plays a role? Like because different people got taste and sensibilities. It may be an but audience, but this is what I'm saying you know. is it's audience for everybody. He hasn't even tried to galvanize that audience yet. He's not around. He just shows up and thinks that if I'm doing a show. If I'm doing a show at New Way with all these white people, I'm supposed to put them up. 
And nigga, you ain't never really went up in front of no white people. You like nigga in comedy in the beginning, you have to be able to be funny in front of everybody. And that and that's how you get strong. And then as you get as you get more mature in the game of comedy, you start to find your audience, curate your audience. This between this is mine, and I'm gonna start developing a draw from this, and this is who I'm gonna cater to. He hasn't even started the fact of being funny. Like, nigga, yeah, it's nowhere I can't be funny yet. You know what I'm saying? And that's no ego. That's no shit. That's just work I put in over 17, 18 years of comedy, my nigga, all over the country. So when I hear a nigga tell me he's got an hour of material and I'm like, bro, I bang my head against the wall every other day mad because I ain't developed nothing new. Else. I mean, I can go up and freestyle. Yeah, but it's like, nigga, I'm trying to develop material. Shit that's going to stick. And a nigga tell me he got an hour. It's like, oh, I'm dealing with a, a lunatic, a nigga who's not dealing in real world shit. When you sit here and say this, like, that's like a nigga coming to me and be like, oh, yeah, nigga, I, Steph Curry, nigga, I can shoot that nigga, I'll shoot the lights out. That nigga Steph Curry is shooting that bitch right now. He's shooting that bitch right now, and he's been doing that since he was a little kid. And we saw him in the Burger King commercial with his daddy. So you going to tell me you can shoot better than that nigga? No, nah, bro, I'm not going to let you do that. It's not real. Yeah, man. Mm. That's, yeah, I got you. So what else is going on? Uh man, it's really I want to get out my chest. We had an hour. <laughs> I don't know if anything else y'all want to talk about as far as ego, but like you said, everything is looped around as far as ego go. This whole ass fly who want to get some time. He was nowhere near that nigga too. I'm just trying to scare that pussy nigga <laughs> at this point, man. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like ego is attached to a lot of shit, like even with women and how we deal with them. Like nigga, our egos get hurt when a woman moves on, and after 20 years, we still want to talk about her. It's like nigga, at some point, dog, you got to check your ego and let it go. Hey man, you had her. You, when you had her, you had her. You don't know more, and it is what it is. You got to let that shit go. You got a ball on it, though. Well, you got a ball on her. I mean, you just do that. But the sweetest shit to do is the ball inside. Like, to just do it. And, like, don't try to ball on her, nigga. Just do it. Like, nigga, just up your game and just, nigga, keep living yeah, and being definitely, successful. Definitely. And then, nigga, if, if you that nigga that you think you is, shit, come back around. That's no ego. Like, Jordan said I took that shit personally because Jordan knew who the fuck he was. He was like, all right, yeah, get back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When you when you when when you put that kind of work in in your head, dog, you can use your ego to actually manifest the shit that you want to do. All right, bet this nigga said I ain't funny, nigga. I'm gonna go ahead and get on their ass. Well, Riri said that's what they were saying about that Khalees and Beyonce situation. Instead of Khalees being glad for the writing credit, getting paid off being on the album, her ego got her removed, so she lost out on money and getting credit, and she didn't that she didn't have before. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to jump this to y'all. Niggas say, Lee, got you along, RJ. Man, niggas with no neck. I always want to hold other niggas with no neck down. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, from what I heard, she didn't own any of the rights to none of that music. I heard all uh, Star Trek had right. it. So it's like the fact that they gave her anything, they didn't have to give her. So, I mean, like, as far as her ego, I mean, I mean, her ego got away. I think she just like, I kind of wanted credit. They fucked me, so I just want to let it be known that they was fucking me. I also Two think music niggas. What do y'all feel? I think that like even the herb thing and the Khalees thing. Like right now, this the the controversy is the rollout. Like it's a good rollout. I Irv Gotti's been on Drink Champs before his first interview, and I think he's very charismatic. He tells great stories. Nobody talked about that. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody cared about it's that. It's the shock factor. The the shock factor today is the rollout. It's the it's the connection. Like. Even here we go with Breakfast the shock factor of, of you. At, and he was there at the Fox with Monique and D.L. Hughley. Like the shock factor of, of those, what, five minutes of the shit Monique was saying about D.L. Hughley basically knocked out the park so much for people to talk about. Like mm-hmm. our society right now, I think, is conditioned 
to galvanize Spectacle. around a lot of this. It, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the rollout, I, I don't know how much of this is the rollout. Khalees, I'm sure, is not getting phone calls to be on them, like, uh, R&B tours that she probably wasn't getting Before. last month just because she came out with this video against Beyonce. And for people that feel like they don't like Beyonce, now nah, it's like, okay, let me move Go to Khalees. this that's, way. That's why I can tell that the world is like that, though. But you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right that people, we like shock value as much as we say how it is. If somebody's saying something crazy, like Kevin Samuels online, like that's a lot of women... A lot of women was talking about, oh, that's bullshit, da 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 da, da. But they were sharing his videos, uh, all the uh, baller alerts, all that. They were sharing that shit because they know it was provocative. It was controversial. People was tuning in. Like, that's how our minds are wired. To Can we reverse that? Can we, like, I mean, I ain't trying to hope. I hope this ain't no shock value shit. Like, I hope people getting the right thing from it. Like, do I feel a way about cuz? Like, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I never put my hands on nothing like that. Or uh, anything like that. And I don't wish ill on a nigga. I'm just giving what I feel. You know what I'm saying? Now my real true feelings just came out. But in reality, I wish nothing but the best for that man. So I was like, is it a way to reverse that whole shock factor shit? Can we get out of it? Like, anytime I see a video up, like, I know if I look at it, that's just pushing it. Like, it's fuel adding to mm -hmm. now. If I if I look at it, now another 10 motherfuckers like me going to look at it. Right. So I just try to do my part and stay away from all the shocking shit. Like, I don't like the shock, the shocky value uh click clickbait type shit like you know what i'm saying a lot of times you'll look on there and the smallest thing will be on there like oh uh boosie said you know what i'm saying how many times this nigga dj uh is i always call this nigga dj vlad how many times is vlad gonna ask the nigga boosie about r kelly it's like we get it he don't <laughs> think nobody can fuck with the nigga in verses yeah but it's just like he keep putting it up there because r kelly name generates a bunch of people like oh yeah. what boosie finna say about it he literally saying yeah. the same shit over and over again with that it, background I mean, it, even even last week with uh what's on that Angela Yee leaving the Breakfast Club. She mm -hmm. may leave the Breakfast Club because it's better um opportunity. Opportunity. She may. I mean, they did it for so but long because they, they the knew that was gonna do that. But the packaging was almost like, oh, who, who did what or said what? The, the fight and all of that stuff. The contracts may just be up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it was none of that. It was just like they offered me this. I told him I want to do my own show. She Charlemagne done stepped out and been doing his own thing and. You know, DJ Envy got books and fucking car. Uh, he's doing car shows and shit like that in, in real estate. So eventually, nigga, you got to go your separate way. But they did it and put it in a package of let's put some controversy around it and get, get people to come fuck with us. Yeah. So, so I think we just like you said, I and I don't think we, we'll put it like this. Maybe we is headed in a good direction because it's worth the storm is worse right before it's going to end. So I guess all this negativity. And that's why I said I mute a lot of people, like even because like negativity was like. That's what we just built off of. Everything on there, the comments, you get more comments if it's some shit like that. Like, yeah, People man. love controversy at the we end of the day. We gotta get out of that, man. I don't think it's ever gonna end. People love to um, controversy and we love to be left out. Like, if you ever want to make a spectacle of you, make, make a list. Detroit best rappers, top 10 best rappers. It's gonna be so many people promoting that shit. That's bullshit. How am I number eight? Or why I wouldn't even consider it. If it was a list of the best 20 comedians in the city of Detroit. You know, that shit will go everywhere. That shit will go everywhere. And it's unfortunate mm -hmm. that it's like that. Is it wrong? Um, Blast Mass. Is it wrong to intentionally try to create shock, though? Uh, shock, though, since shock slash clout basically equals currency now. I mean, go ahead, Car, if you want to hit it. Because you took that deep breath. I think that uh, <laughs> nigga took all the air on the hilarious. <laughs> uh, cognitive dissonative. It is. And they'll fly, stop flying think, and shit. I do think that. You playing with 
you playing with, as they say, like you playing with powers that you may not necessarily be able to control because mm-hmm. usually that stuff turns around and rolls back on you. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you dealing in the world of it ain't dirty macking. I guess we, we want to say dirty, dirty media or something like that. Like you're you are going into a realm of of shock instead of a realm of like real life. I think one of the one of the toughest shock value things going on right now is uh What's our girl from uh, Love and Hip Hop? Um, where where shocking went wrong? Uh, what's Jocelyn? Okay, Jocelyn I ain't Hernandez yet. that was married to Stevie J got a reality show with like oh, with Jocelyn's sh- Cabaret, yeah. Okay, that's her. So show. I think it's like some real shit that went down where one of the girls on the show was really attacked and like it's gone into like some real legal shit. shit. Yeah, because it you gets know? out of hand. But. It, it, in the world of like Jocelyn, she's probably thinking, especially from like the love, love and hip hop days. Hey, this is how we gonna get people to watch it. We gotta be more over the top, but it, yeah. it gotta be way over the top. And now she in like some real legal shit. The realer the motherfucker is, like the realer the motherfucker is, the more famous one. It's like okay, if I'm this wild and real motherfucker, and I'm really squaring up with people. I'm gonna be the biggest star, so I'm gonna come hit this bitch in the face for real, and somebody hit their head and die. And I was like, it may take something like that for everybody to be like, all right, bro, all this trying to be seen and making and being the a center of attention by no by any means necessary like infamy you know, like, you know what i'm saying being infamous at the same time mike ball said ha ha make the list top 10 detroit comics y'all go ahead and make that bitch i'll repost it <laughs> go ahead and make that bitch um ted says social media created that energy i believe it did the internet made that energy yeah. bro like yeah. fights and uh like I, I what was the first video okay when you think world star what was the first video that made you be like that changed shit for you forever. Like, as far as on social media and internet, uh, I don't know. Do you remember? Like, and I do, but I just don't want to be the first nigga. But I will if y'all niggas need time. But I think I, I know what you're gonna say. I, I need Hold some on, what time you think to I'm think about that Janet Jackson. Uh, I don't know if that uh, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Super Bowl. Oh shit. no, that didn't fuck me up. That did. That was one of the first videos on YouTube. Oh, that, was it? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I know viral. that. No, I remember the first video that made like because I feel like World Star was the platform that they blame it on, but it was the internet in itself. My nigga say Sharkeisha. The, yeah, the, like World Star was the was something. Yeah, var, uh like World Star was the video uh, was the was the platform where it was like all right it's fights, it's strippers, it's yeah. drug dealers, it's this, that and third. But I remember the first video that fucked me up that made me be like, what are we watching now? A girl was sucking this nigga dick right and oh she my came God. nigga came and it came out her nose. Oh, no, not that one. That fucked me up because I was like, what is happening? You start seeing <laughs> shit that you was like, that's real? And it was like, it changed everything. And it was like, ever since then, since Worldstar, and it may be another platform, but I think Worldstar is what set the tone for what we are all about. Shocking shit that make you be like, hey, you, dog, YouTube and Worldstar. I, I thought you was going to say Because at first, girl, YouTube, you couldn't put a lot of shit on there. I, I thought you was going to say the video because I think that was Worldstar too, where old girl was like, Calling our boyfriend, but buffing off old boy. Yeah, that was one. That was one where it was like, oh, that shit. Oh, that, that shit curated my uh, love of the genre of uh, porn I like now. Cheating. <laughs> they got a, they got a cheating, they got a cheating uh, genre. I be watching that motherfucker. Uh, 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 That's uh, some toxic shit, cheating. bro. That's toxic, wild. Toxic that shit. Kimbo, them Kimbo slice early videos. Oh yeah, was shocking. crazy, bro. He knocked the nigga eye out the socket. 
I remember that fight in the, in the backyard. Everything was just like, but I believe that. I think we to a point now where we so, so consumed with just like the evilest shit. And like you said, like you can't, nigga, that's too, that's too hot for you to try to control. Like, all right, I'm just going to, we're going to shoot a video. Nigga, we're going to have, we're going to put a bunch of baby mamas in the room and a bunch of young bitches and we're going to get them drunk. And we're going to be like, hey man, we all going over to uh, the Coney Island knowing that there's other bitch over there and they finna get into it and then shit get popping. I think, I think right. we in a space now, right. man. I can say the one I don't want to use controversy. The, the one, the one that really met, and they got all incriminated. I don't know if y'all saw this video. I think it was like three years ago. It was some kids in Alabama that had a bunch of guns, and they like staged an Instagram live video where they like panned the video in a certain way where everybody was like holding guns at each other, like hanging out the car. And I'm like, why the hell is they incriminating each other? And then had the money out, and really, I guess in the sense of money out, Triple uh, X Tension. Mm. that's a classic example of like they 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 knew where he was at mm. they plotted where he was at they, they they saw the money phone they ran up on him robbed him murdered him as well pop smoke yeah they could, they could tell where he was at just due to like oh you in the hollywood hills right here we gonna run up on you get at you i know that gas you station. know what i'm you saying like you we, in my neighborhood you know you can tell when this shit gets more real like the incrimination one of my homeboys right now like earlier this week he holding now he a rapper, even though he my age, I think he lean into like younger culture. He holding and I know he got like a regular job and all that shit, but he holding like jars of lean in his hand, mm -hmm. incriminating himself on Instagram live. Damn. Where I'm like, why are you doing this shit? You should know better than this. Damn, you should say that nigga name. Nah, man. Good news really don't spread like that. It be the it controversy that, that do. What can we do though, man? Like I know I'm asking niggas who can't really tell me why, but I would really prefer that the positive shit just spin more than anything. And I mean, I guess it do. Like Larry's show really went good, and that spread like wildfire. Nothing happened. Everybody had a good ass time. Um, you know. And I then on the flip side, I was a part of one of the most negative moments in comedy, and that oh, bitch went crazy. She did say something that was a wild one. I Which one about that? Two girls, one cup. Yeah. I never watched that. I, I just couldn't do it. Y'all some wild niggas for even knowing. Like, for somebody to even tell me what was going to happen, yeah, but I, I stumbled across that World Star shit, nigga. I was in the library. Yeah, but you said you <laughs> he was in the library. Was like, that is the that's the most non World Star viewing yeah. location I could Shout ever think about library. to be introduced to World shit. Star. So he's sitting up there like researching with the kid or something. The kid got a book. Then he on World Star watching Sharkeisha. Nigga, I was on that bitch, nigga. I remember watching that shit, nigga. Oh. I was like, oh! <laughs> Niggas like, what? I was like, nigga, come look at this. This is before they put that chip in that bitch where you couldn't access it or whatever little app. But nigga, I seen that because you just sitting there like, damn, this bitch, getting this, shit. this bitch mopping dog off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then she just went too deep and was like, oh. and then it was like, oh. And it was like, oh, is that real? Why is it blue? Like, niggas, there was so many questions. So many questions. It was so many questions, man. And I'm talking about that video was probably about like that video was literally like what a minute and thirty seconds. It was Shit way funnier than Cuz. Yeah, I mean it. To the, <laughs> Petty is here. to the point where I was still, you, you know, how much I thought the Will Smith smack was fake because it's like said that. you know, Car was like, man, that wasn't even his cheek, man. You could see there was a prosthetic on there. I was like, <laughs> you one of them niggas, Car? <laughs> right. Cause, cause I was driving. Yeah, you're right. We do do it like that. I was driving, and I'm on Twitter, and I'm like, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. What? And then I think I called Corey, like, man, can you believe this shit? He was like, man, that shit fake. And I was like, then it made me feel like, is it fake? I felt foolish, like I didn't know, like, nigga, what's real, what's fake anymore, dog. But I mean, the rollout is 
controversy usually goes with like whatever certain rollouts are. I mean, Vlad, I mean, you mentioned Vlad, Vlad's whole platform in my mind is built off of a lot of that controversy. Shot, shot in some ways, no mm -hmm. jumper in certain ways. You know what I'm saying? I think yeah. no jumper got a little more integrity than Vlad usually does, but yeah. it's still like one of those things where, you know, people splice it, even the way me, uh, I guess media takeout or world star would take some of the like alert, snippets yeah. from uh, Kevin said any of this stuff, like they'll take snippets from most of that stuff. That Irv Gotti interview is long as hell on mm -hmm. Gene Champs. Three hours. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you sit and watch the whole thing, I'm not necessarily saying Irv don't still look like a sucker, but you get a little bit more context than just like the four or five minute clips that most people watch. Yeah, but I think it's the game that we in just overall. It's just like we can't be playing basketball and be mad. Like I can't kick the ball. Like what type of shit? It was just like these are the rules. You got to play the rules in, in order to win. So it was like I feel like we should use shock value, but at the same time, use our powers for good in it. Like, still find a way to be creative to do something shocking to turn on to some good shit that you're doing. Mm. I think that's the way, that's the only way to twist it and the only way to win with it. I think that's a good way to end this bitch. That's sure I want to dig a little deeper. I know Diz got things to do. I mean, Clever got things to do. Mm. I got shit I got on the floor, man. You know what I'm saying? Now nah, I'm really troll this nigga now. Nah. Hilarious. Nah. Hilarious. But King got to check that ego, man. I might ego check. I'm playing. I'm <laughs> just saying know, this to be I funny know. now. At this point, I feel like I feel good. I feel like I got on my chest. I feel like, you know, it's out there in the world now. You know what I'm saying? And I hope this I hope this helps somebody. Like I know we talk a lot of wild shit. And somehow we got to talk about a girl sucking a nigga dig. And um Mike Ball, make that list, dog. You book niggas. They're gonna be mad at you. You can't do that though. Like when you book shit, you can't put up like, oh, these are 10 funniest motherfuckers somewhere. They're gonna be like, well, don't book me then, nigga. Book them 10 niggas you you gave all that love to. But no, yeah, you right. Yeah. I mean, it do start that shit, man. But you know what? I you know what else I think it is too? Accepting that the world just ain't gonna never be perfect. Yeah. And that even though as much negative shit is going on out here, that is just as much positive shit. It's just we focusing on it. And honestly, it may be the majority of shit in the world going on. It's I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. It's it's positive, but we focus on the fucked up shit because we look at the this small little screen mm -hmm. that focuses on a small little area. That it does specifically for you. And it's just like, here, we know we can keep you looking here. Like, I guess they don't think we're going to look at it. If they just like, oh, it's only great things in the world going on. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I guess they don't want us to, if everything is a Disney movie, like, why the fuck would we watch it? But I mean. Now you now you about to get me going. I, I think some of this, conspiracy, Kari, some of this is programmed, bro. Like, have y'all heard, you know, y'all know the, the whole science behind TikTok in China versus TikTok here. Yeah. And TikTok in Africa versus it versus TikTok in China. Like for for people that don't know, Chinese TikTok is just full of like videos of like science, engineering, mathematics. Yep. It it was originally a Chinese based corporation, which most Chinese based corporations also have partnerships with the government. While Donald Trump was in office, was this two years ago? He said, "Okay, American company got to own." part of tiktok to exist still here which to me is still got to be chinese run because yep. like why would you give up such a valuable asset mm -hmm. tiktok is the most valuable uh social media platform right now yeah, I believe and it. in america if you look at your american tiktok no matter what your uh what no matter where you at your log rhythm is going to be full of like dance challenges mm -hmm. jokes just shit that Twerking, ain't going man. on yeah cool shit. all challenges niggas slapping each other with tortillas in the face yeah, so like your your Big conditioning bitches. is gonna be that versus if you there engineering science math like where do we even go? Because I do think it's an audience for other things, but where is that audience even in existence? 
but they didn't give us what a chance. They happened. didn't. They already they, didn't. Co- they already curated it, and like, and I heard the TikTok over in uh, Japan. They shit cut off after like ten o'clock. Like you can't even be on it. Mm. So our shit is twenty four hours, and his his bitches twerking, and motherfuckers doing lip sync shit and all that. And it's like they kind of was like, all right, we're gonna find a way to kind of fuck with the, the it, which it is like the fabric of what we are and what we think and what we uh, attribute to. Like, like I got two little girls. And they do TikTok dances because they think that's how they get famous. I become a famous TikToker, and people are just gonna pay attention. And they, and they, now you locked at the screen looking at mind numbing shit as opposed to them seeing all this enrich enriching, uh, like you say, motherfuckers doing gymnastics and building shit and uh, just accomplishing things. Like it's just a total different thing over here. So it's what they feeding us, and man. They, it programs what we attracted to. Okay, that's now real. now I got this question: If you were to go to your daughter and say, "All right, let's not do TikTok." Cause she can you even do that because she got her friends and the rest of the people she associate with is in TikTok. I mean, like, how did that's gonna make how would you even be able to do that right now in this society if you wanted to do that? You can, but you'll have to really regulate what's going on. Like, but you know, I mean, unfortunately, my daughters like don't live with me, but like I mean, somebody who wanted to do something like that, take the phones out their hand. Like, you know, I mean, like the fact that kids is four or five years old and they use the phone better than shit grown motherfuckers yeah. take the phone out their hand you don't have to let them watch their phone like what do you need tiktok for at the age or whatever the fuck if you if you if you don't know everything i'm like my pen your math your arithmetic and that's the same thing but reading and arithmetic and geography and all like, that damn they was right back in the day yeah so it's like take that shit from them like you if we know it's poison like Nick, you ain't gonna let your kid drink bleach because you know it's poison you're not gonna you're gonna take that even, from them but even why, if the rest of society is bleach drinking no it's poison nigga but it's if a you, slow killer though, so that's why that's why it's like no, like sitting here now knowing it, bro. Sitting here knowing like nigga, the phone is fucked up. Like nigga, I took a break from it because I know like it puts you in a space of weird now, nigga. It kind of hurts your ego. You know, you look at it and be like, damn, this nigga doing this and she doing that, and damn, I ain't got this, and I ain't posting a while. And, oh man, I ain't get enough likes and I ain't did this. So I gotta say something so that way it feeds my ego, whatever them uh that whatever that uh endorphins. endorphins, that shit that it releases in you, nigga, that make you be like, all right, hell yeah, fuck. I wanna I wanna keep getting this feeling. And all they doing is conditioning us. But like you said, you start young, take that from your kid. Like, hey, that shit don't mean nothing. So it, okay, it's but at, in this day and age, because so much stuff even functions through the phone. I, I hear what you're phone. saying. It's like, are you are you gonna be like you? Damn near is like a, a Gestapo, a, a, a like a, a military sergeant on some old like major pain shit by trying to take your phone, a phone from I think a kid these days, bro. No, you're not. I just think if you, you if you if the parents is working together and you know it's for the greater good, you take that away from them. Especially if you see it's taking. You know, you can see how much time is being dedicated to the certain shit on their phone. It's like, but what do your kid need a phone for? Nigga, you're not going nowhere. You right here. All right, bet. Here, you regulate what they watch. You regulate what they do. That's what you do as a parent, man. You protect your kids in every way, physical, mentally, and spiritually. So you make sure you keep all that fuck shit from around them. That's just what you're supposed to do. But ain't that how, like, the preacher kids are developed, though, with shit like that? Like, with preacher kids, no, you can't listen to that circular music, can't do that. That make them want to do it even more. Oh, so you saying being too tough or forced them to? I mean, it ain't shit they can do outside of once they leave. Once you leave, you leave. But in my house, I'm gonna stop you from doing it. But 
as a kid, you don't even realize what your parents did for you until it's later on anyway. So all you can do is do what's best for them. And then when they realize and they get out in the world that they just a little bit better than other motherfuckers are all better off, they like, damn, that's because my dad took the phone away from me, he took this from me. They be sneaking phones in like they on the inside in Josh house. <laughs> it be like prison. They be sneaking the phone. I mean, I'm just being real, nigga. Like, just knowing that, like, you know what I'm saying? Just knowing that, bro. Just knowing that you got to, if you can stop it, why not? That's all I'm saying. If you can stop a... Uh, uh, a car accident beforehand? Why not? Let me get them keys. You drunk? Yeah, Fuck that. I, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. Do you think in the same perspective between social media and reality TV, like both, uh, both worlds, do you think that justifies some behavior of shit you've seen? Like, do you think from uh, uh love and hip hop? I don't think it justified, but like it's... meaning, like in in most people's mind now. They kind of even have a level two to you was looking at my man or you was looking at my girl. Like, do you think social media, you can be in that box where now you've created like a, a whole society of people that justify whatever those actions that probably are not normal or for the better bit for the good of society? I don't think it justify. I think it explained it, though. I think being like, all right, this is why the people the way they is. Like, you got to think about, man, it's about what you put in your body, what you're around and what you're doing. So if you're around a bunch of motherfuckers who just social media, just just in, in entrenched in it and they move and do a certain way. Like, OK, let's just look at Will Smith and them. like, let's be real. I mean, all his kids look like they're going to be pretty successful. Right. But they've been around success their whole life. Not just and I'm just giving you an example of it's about what you're around and what you constantly seeing and doing. And. I mean, I just see how they get out, man. And I just think like it's about what you putting out there, man. Like if you do it early, man, you can you can create what you you can make the kids you want to make. They still gonna be their own individuals. They still gonna want to do what they do. But, but their morals and principles is based yeah. off that. And yeah. we grew up, nigga. Like we tripped over the internet. Like nigga, we these kids was born with it. We, we were sheltered. Yeah, though. we was tripped over. Like we start, nigga. It went from nigga TV come on at a certain time, and if you don't watch it, you miss the shit. To all right, here come this thing. And then you didn't know where everybody was at. So now we all interconnected. We tripped over the internet like, oh, damn, this is a thing. And then we learned on the fly. They straight up like, nigga, this all they know is Syrian. Facts. Nigga, anytime I want to see a show, I want to see it now. My daughter was crying because she wanted to watch Encanto right now. Like, I was like, we ain't going to the movies to watch that. We're going to see this, though. But she wanted to see it now. And in reality, she could. So I don't know, man. Whoop your kids, man. So they don't grow up and be whole ass people. <laughs> whoop your kids. <laughs> yeah, man. Just whoop your kids, man. I think that's what it is, man. We do too much of like, yeah, letting them get away with what they want to get away. Whoop them motherfuckers, man. Put your hands on these kids and whole ass people. Check your ego and whoop your kids. Yeah. That's the name of the podcast. Sometimes you got, sometimes you got, we already named this bitch, but sometimes you got to whoop your niggas up front too. Like whoop grown niggas, man, because they still learn. <laughs> some grown niggas on some whole shit, whoop they ass too, man, because. We still kids and we all still child. Uh, we all still a child of God out here, man. So if a nigga out of pocket, beat their ass. Hilarious. Car, we finna be at bye. Man, same old, same old. About to uh, work on yeah. a little bit more video stuff. A uh, couple other things popping, but you know, I'm slow motion. We we working on this. Des Desmond, clever. Where you finna be, my good brother? Man, just working, working on building Clever Vision Studios. Um, we looking to launch that in the fall. Start back doing the interviews and you know. Helping tell stories out here. Hey man, if y'all don't know it right now, man, um, my guy Clever is one of the uh pioneers in media. 
Um, and uh, it's just it's just like just to have a motherfucker like this that I can call and ask for some advice or just a plug. It's crazy, like the way this man. Um, we had a comedy show. That was a really, really, really popular comedy show back in the olden days, man. Help home my craft. And a lot of comedians craft. Like a lot of new comedians came through there. And it was one of them spots, man. Like a lot of big names came through. Ha mm-hmm. Ha was there. Ryan Davis pulled up. Mo Williams came through, even though Diz don't like that nigga because he was talking <laughs> about the club that night. That wasn't cool. Um, bro, it was just we, you know, just like I said, you ego. Know. <laughs> yeah. Good shit, car. Good shit, man. I oblige. Man, bro. I'm paying this nigga, man. Why he ain't talking about it? It's like, nigga, he's just using the tools around him to do his thing. But again... He was cool after that. The next time I met him, he was a cool Yeah, dude. but he wasn't, yeah. man. My cool nigga. But yeah, man. Um, Shout out to Player pulling up, man. But yeah, if he finna get it popping, like, so just be ready. He finna do some shit, man. And he don't do too much talking. So if he done said it, nigga, shit. Uh, Quincy Jones done already agreed to do something with the <laughs> nigga, so it's already finna be big shit. So y'all look out for that. Anything you see Clever Vision a part of, y'all need to fuck with it. You can catch me um in St. Louis rolling on dubs. Who line is that? <laughs> the person you said Louis was better than Jay Z. And he was delusional saying that garbage. Wrong answers only. Delusional. Busy bone. Busy. Every time I hear Busy Bone now, I think of uh, in the controversy world when uh, what's the name was yeah. on stage. Um, uh, Gangsta Boo was like, Busy Bone ain't got his meds. <laughs> it's like every she time his, I hear that, I think she was on his ass. That. You can find me. I will be out in uh, shit. To, uh, what's today? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, tomorrow. I mean, if you ain't doing nothing, dog, I'm out in uh, Hazel Park with Tam, I believe, with Tam and um, my guy Brett. I'll be headlining that show. The 19th, I'm going to be fucking with uh, Ronnie Chanel in the Detroit Takeover somewhere. It's a secret location, so you need to go ahead. I'm going to put a flyer up. Y'all go fuck with that. And uh, Sunday, Cleveland, I'm coming. Maple Heights, I think it's called. I'm going to be at Silks with Coco doing my goddamn thing. And then the 27th, the last Saturday of this month, man, I'm headlining at Detroit House of Comedy. Two shows. Y'all come fuck with your boy, 730 to 9. I want to sell them bitches out because I want them to see that uh, what a real Detroit comedian can do in that bitch, man. So... Let's get them tickets, man, in Detroit House of Comedy. Get them tickets. Y'all came to the birthday party. I ain't get to do everything I wanted to do. I had to do my little bit of time so I can get the people who want to show me some love up. But I'm going to do. I'm, I'm be doing 45 to an hour, you know what I'm saying, even more if they allow it. So so I'm, you got a whole hour is what you're saying? I'm, 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 I'm going to go up there and do a whole hour. I'm going to see if Cuz can write for me and get his notebook. And uh, I'm doing a whole hour of comedy at a comedy club um, downtown Detroit right next to the Fox, man. So... Buy your tickets now, man. The link is up. I will be there. It's going down August 27th, man. Detroit House of Comedy. Fuck with me, man. So, hey, man, everybody, thank y'all for listening, man. Share this. Uh, like and subscribe, man. Tell somebody you love them, man. Just shit. Fuck it. It don't matter, man. Somebody need to hear that. Y'all be cool. Peace out, man. God bless. Who and the question is.